Yeah, I mean, if especially if you don't really don't know anybody or don't like anybody, just like, mm, I'm out of here. I say, I mean, I say, this might be controversial, but I, I say okay. it's the best way to le- leave a party. Because then you're not, you're not bringing it down. You're not slowing down the groove. You're letting the party continue on and you're just vanishing into the night like Batman ditching Gordon when he's midway through a sentence. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that. But maybe I'll start. So, like, <laughs> next time I'm at a party and it's time to go, you know, like, nah, this isn't, they're, they're starting to talk about Harry Potter in a way that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I should just be like, like, they're being like, too hard on <laughs> J.K. Rowling. You're like, duh, <laughs> I do appreciate the fact it's the Danny Elfman score that's getting me the fuck out of there. Hey, pop scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with the cheat, cheat, cheat. And if you fall asleep, then he got ya. The madness, welcome to Pop Saga. This is, uh, pop scares ya. In 1992, someone thought it would be a good idea to bring cinnamon bites, I mean Cinnabites, to Earth. <coughs> How you ask? By feeding a pillar of souls a diet. A diet of people. That's right. Pop Saga presents Pop Scares You, our all-month-long, all-spooky, all-scary October. <laughs> this week, we talk about Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, directed by Anthony Hickox, written by Peter Atkins, Tony Randall, starring Terry Farrell as Joey, and Doug Bradley as Pinhead. I am John the Bouncer, and as always, I am joined by Upper Middle Management Cinnabite Forest. There is a world out there waiting to yield to us so much podcasts, so many different episodes. (laughs) It is time for your one-on-one I uh, accept this pain of meeting you for (laughs) half an hour uncomfortably. Let us talk about your job performance. It's all right. Anyway, how's Susan? (laughs) Susan is fine. Ignore her. What do you mean, all right? I try to torture with the best of them, but sometimes the chains do not come, nor the CD player stops working. (laughs) So when we chose this movie, we were like, what, which Hellraiser has the most pinhead in it? And I guess it's this one, even though he is a statue for fully half of this movie. Yeah. I mean, we were looking to pinhead to Hellraiser ratio. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we checked the diagrams. I.e., I checked to see how many quotes pinhead had per movie. It's <laughs> a good metric. And I was like, well, three has more than two and definitely has more than one. Um, And that's what I based it on. And then uh, we watched it. And now I immediately regret the means in which I tested this theory. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if the the previous two would have been any better. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen the Hell Raises, as I like to call them. Oh, well, you're probably the only one. So, um. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think this move. Well, first off, do you think of yourself as somebody who likes a, a Clive Barker? Yeah. Yeah. What is yeah, your. I mean, I what would be your go to? Uh. <laughs> I'm only asking because I had this exact same experience. 
Uh, I'm like, I like Clive Barker. I like, um... Uh, I like, uh... Two. <laughs> yeah, Hellraiser 2. Yeah. I like Candyman. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't associate him with Candyman. No, neither I do I mean, I, I so associate Tony Todd with Candyman pretty much exclusively. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, there's a story in there somewhere, I guess, but it was all Tony <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, it was just like that and like that poor kid in the bathroom. Those are the two parts about Candyman I remember most. And I better stop saying that out loud. I got enough reflective services in my own. I mean, you've said it three times already. I think you're you're uh sorry. You're 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 in for it. Oh well whatever. It was nice telling y'all. Um, <laughs> you know, but I'm gonna come back and haunt y'all. Bees are coming. <laughs> Bees are coming. Let's see I, what else. What else has he done here? Uh, didn't he do a vampire mm, thing? Maybe I don't. The midnight meat train. <laughs> yeah. No. Books of oh, wait, Lord of Illusions with Scott Bakula. That's a movie I've seen. Isn't that just Quantum Leap? <laughs> Uh, no, okay. I don't think oh. so. Okay, look, maybe I'm not a fan of Clive Barker per se. <laughs> as I certainly I thought know, I was. Well, maybe it's more about, like, I think I get what he's trying to do, and so I'm okay with that. You know, like, yeah. I sure. I know what he's trying to do. But, yeah, not like, you know, someone's like, well, I got all, I got all of his things he's made books and or comics and or movies and or any other medium he exists in uh, sure <laughs> he's a he's a, a a bookman right yeah i thought he was a booksmith a booksmith uh, he's a right yeah. a right to tour yeah he's like uh you know a stephen kang you know kang <laughs> stephen kang and, Listen know, tonight's me, Stephen Kang. How does Kang sound like? I've, I've realized I've forgot what Kang from the Ninja Turtles sounds like. Well, Kang? Yeah, I'm, I'm Stephen Kang. Does he sort of have like a... No, that's not... No, not whatsoever. <laughs> no. I mean, look, it's Stephen Kang and Don Knotts. You know, he writes all those books, too. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A booksman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I get what he's trying to do, and uh, there's a place for it. I mean, I think that the place for movies like this are in the hearts of uh, teenagers everywhere, because that's when I first saw this movie. This one specifically, Hellraiser three, and I remember like, of course, high school goth forest was into it. You, this, uh, this was this was your shit. Of course, yeah. We got we got a bunch of uh, effed up leather daddies and uh, and, and you know the chains uh, of various sorts and um, uh, yeah, a Q-tip cool puzzle box. Q tip pins for uh, or whatever they were for. Yep, <laughs> they really moved around a lot, huh? Yeah, I mean a little popsicle-y, you know, like you know, like blow pops or something. Sure. I bet you they know how many you know licks it takes to get to the center. Of one of those pops. <laughs> sure. Yeah, man. I mean, it's less scary when they just keep sagging up and down as you're yeah. talking. You're like, mm, maybe you should get that checked, Mister Pinhead. You know. Yeah, I. You know, there was a lot of parts of this movie that where you're like, ooh, now it's gonna get spooky. And then it just didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely not, definitely not. But you, so you said you saw this as a teenager, huh? Yeah, I I remember very specifically. Uh, I used to go over and hang out with a kid. His name was Eric, and um, sup, we e? ha- mm. hmm. I just said sup E. I just figured that's his nickname now. Sure, why not? Yeah, uh, shout out to Eric out there if you're still listening. He was at one point, but. Um, 
I, I imagine he's churned out like many of our quote unquote fans, but um, he, uh, you know, he had all the channels, all the HBOs and what have you. And uh, we used to go over, I used to go over to his house. And we'd hang out and watch uh, scary movies like this. Scary, quote, quote unquote, again. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, this one has a little nudity in it. So, of course, uh, that's first up on the docket. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember just loving it. Because I was like, cool, there's like, there's so much gore. Of course, these days, it's just very funny. Um, and, uh, you know, it had cool monsters and yeah. lots of fun catchphrases. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> One thing I will give this this movie mm-hmm. is that it has so much lore. There's like clearly so much like I imagine Clive Barker has just written documents and tomes and libraries worth of lore. And you can tell that exists. How much of it comes off on the screen? I, you know, not not a, a ton, but you can tell it's there. Because uh, there's so many like rules and like uh, so much backstory. They really get into it, and I think in I think it's the one after this that goes like through time. This but was, uh, that wasn't the one that goes into space, right? I think it does. I think because it it. It takes, I believe that one takes place across three different distinct time frames. There's, like, the past, the present, and the future. Yeah, okay. And it's all, like, the descendants of this one um, line of, like, the guy, the toy maker who made the original box. And I think it ends with him creating a space station that's meant to trap Pinhead forever or something to that effect. Um... So there's like a, clearly a lot of thought is put into the lore behind what's going on, but the end result is, is it's very silly. Yeah, I'm glad you see that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to bat for this movie like I did for Gremlins. Because uh, uh, I was I was getting ready. But like. I think we had to to I think we had to include one of these Hellraiser movies because. Pinhead's up there on on Mount uh, Slashmore. Is he? Isn't he? <laughs> mm, I was gonna see. I was. I thought you'd bring this up. As I've been thinking about it, and I'm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a decision one way or the other. Like I, you know, normally me, you know, I I I, I stick to my guns. If I think about something, I'm like, no, nah, that's it. This is it. He's definitely not on there. He wishes yeah. he's in another state. You know, he's he's a, he's at best a keychain. This <laughs> one, I, you know, like willing to like think it through. He's, he's like, like the old man, a man in the mountain from New Hampshire. It's like it's not quite a cool, a giant sculpture carved into the side of a mountain. It's the silhouette of a side of a mountain that kind of looks like a guy that fell off a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like you know, like he looks like he has a nose, maybe some additional <laughs> pins or something. Sure, yeah, you know, and you're like, oh, I guess you know, it's 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 cool, but like, I mean, I understand why we had to have a Hellraiser because you think he does, you think he would sit in the you know moviedom of like you know top horror villains, but I don't think so so who's uh, let's see how many faces are there are there on Ru- mount rushmore mount rushmore there's th- four four okay so who is up on mount slashmore all right well easily freddie michael and jason those are three right there but they what's the be. fourth they have to be they, they indisputable to be. right like i like maybe if we're thinking like a little bit more modern slasher. I hate to do this. I'd hope he could be a tchotchke. Maybe the scream guy. Because I think the scream face guy hmm. is more effective. So ghost face is, is up there, you maybe, think? Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't... I like the first movie a lot. 
Um, yeah. At the time, I liked it. I don't, you know, I'd have to watch it again to be like, mm. might might pull a Gremlins and be like, mm, this movie's kind of bullshit. I doubt it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, that was I was all about the screams when they came out. Yeah, you know, it seemed like it was clever. You know, it's just just my speed. I'm 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 as old as these people. You know, they older than us. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh god, why? <laughs> and, I mean, maybe Pinhead, but you know, if I just had to go, you know, like he did kill a lot of people in this sort of. Um, eventually. Oh, he, I mean, he definitely his body count in the club alone tops some of the other slashers on this list. I think. Yeah, probably total counts. But, like, in, yeah. in terms of, like, I guess, scary, I feel like he's pretty low on that list. You know, I, 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 I'm kind of on board with you because I think for, or at least now, I think back in the 90s, Pinhead was definitely a, a bigger star than he is now. And I was trying to think, what is it about him that has aged so poorly in comparison to these other uh, characters? And maybe it's just because they just keep they just keep making shitty movies, and they just get shittier and shittier and shittier. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, I stopped watching them after the uh, this one. Because, yeah. you know, like, I know they went direct-to-video, nothing against that, but, like, this one felt like it, it was shot for the CW. Um, there are some effects in this one that, uh, yes, yeah, even for the time, they were uh, a little low-budge. Yeah, I think so my first like, note of this movie is, wow, that matte painting. I don't understand oh, why they... the beginning? <laughs> Holy <laughs> sh- yeah. They're like, this needs to be a big city. People won't believe it unless they get to see the fake-ass skyscrapers in the background. Look like this... 90s David Letterman uh, background. <laughs> just, get, just get some stock footage of New York. You're saying it's New York. Get some stock footage. We know you didn't shoot in New York, but... Like, set up a tripod. Don't tell nobody. Gorilla video that. Yes. Versus, yeah, the fucking late night show. Like, but not even the late show. It's like the late, late, late show. Like, right. really 2.30 <laughs> in the morning, you know. Yeah, 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 this is the one after, you know, this is when, like, Letterman was on after Carson, whatever was after that, whoever yeah, that was. Yeah, it wasn't, I know it was Greg Kilborn for a while. Yeah, well, yeah, if we want to go for a more contemporary <laughs> reference... <laughs> Oh, well, we want to go, I don't know now, I don't know what the kids do. Yeah, that, the, the background TikTok? was mm. uh, Carson Daly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not insult Carson that way. Like, even okay. Carson Daly. <laughs> In this instance, it's pretty, it was pretty bad. No, there was, I mean, literally some of the shots made me think, I was like, is this an open show? <laughs> is this on the action pack? I don't know, but it, it they're acting like it is, and then it just, you know, it just kept evolving. And I remember I saw this in the theaters. Oh, you, to, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I was talking to my, uh, one of my best friends, Michael, about it, and, because I've known him forever. Like, I mean, I think it's going on 30 years, if it's not been 30 years. And so we used to go to movies all the time, and we'd go to this movie theater called the St. Francis in uh, downtown San Francisco. And it was like, you can get a double feature for like six bucks. Mm-hmm. And they didn't care who the fuck. They weren't carding, so we're like four years old. We want to go see a horror movie. They weren't like, uh, what's wrong with you? You're a little young to be watching this Hellraiser, son. No, we just go in and go watch it. It's not even like the theater would be packed. You know, I'd never seen crack smoke so openly before. Just, <laughs> like the chorus of these giant flames just shooting in the corners. Like, <laughs> and then the accurate smoke of crack just flying across the screen. Kind of adds like some of those, you know, vaudevillian elements, you know. You hmm. just expect to hear the piano playing and you know whatever really immerses you in the experience yeah and maybe that's why like i walked out and i was like you know that movie's pretty good it was pretty scary um because i was uh, secondary high on crack i don't know um, yeah 
Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't actually. I was trying to remember what like other movie we could have saw, but at the time I was like, "Oh man, that movie! Oh, that was pretty. You know, pretty good. You know." And then like watching it now, I'm like, "Oh, holy! Um, it is oddly comical." And I was wondering, like, could I apply that to the other movies? Like the other movies, even we watched last year. And I was like, no, there's still some element to them that are a little more creepier to me. Yeah, I think when you compare, you know, all the ones we did last year, and we did a Freddy, and we did we did a Jason, and we did a Michael, and all of those are were more frightening experiences. Like both Gremlins and this have had almost no scare, uh, no scares, no scares. Like, yeah. actually, I think Gremlins was scarier than this movie. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. Yeah, to me, um, <laughs> well, more ways than right. one. <laughs> Gizmo like, is terrifying. <laughs> that's true. Gizmo was scary looking. But even, like, the Gremlins felt more menacing. They felt like a bigger threat than, than Pinhead. I think partially because... Like, halfway through the movie, they drop the exposition that, hey, he needs to be handed this box to do anything. (laughs) Whatever. He can't pick it up. Someone has to give him the box. And then we find out, not but moments later, that that doesn't even really count. Nah, I think they forgot what they wrote. (laughs) This feels like they were writing as they were filming. Do you think they, like, they tore down the set that was her apartment? And then they're like, That's oh exactly no, it. we said that he has to go through that window. Yeah, no, I think you're right. That's exactly it, because it went from her apartment to a construction site. Then I'm pretty sure they did not have permits. Yeah, well, what's what I love is that in, she goes like she's running through the city. She runs through a downtown area and then to that construction site. And then when it transitions to daytime, it's just surrounded by woods. Like, it's clearly not in New York. There's, like, not that many, unless they're building a building in Central Park. Which I don't believe they do. No, uh, I don't think that's a thing. No. Mm-mm. Nah. Definitely not. Here's, here's a question I have for you. How yeah. much did that club suck? It was probably one of the worst clubs ever. It's like the worst Dave and Busters I've ever seen. <laughs> it is like... Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But it is like a... It is like a suburbanite's idea of what a metal club is. Like, I've never seen so many tucked-in shirts in what is supposed to be an underground, like, edgy club called the Boiler Room. <laughs> Yeah, so edgy. <laughs> what was the restaurant? I don't know. That's why I said Dave and Buster's. I don't know why it's there. That'd be why great if there was it? an arcade. Yeah, like, what is this? That would have been made more sense than, like, this, like, highfalutin restaurant with a bunch of everyone just trying to look like badasses in it. And I was just, like, listening to bad music from Armored Saints. It is a pretty cool name. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it. I mean, at least it's invocative, not necessarily the music. I would rather have Dokken back. Um, <laughs> bring Dokken back. Yeah, bring him back. Where they go, I don't know, but bring him back. Free Dokken. Free um, Dokken. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's no cover charge. Free Dokken. <laughs> it's, <laughs> gonna pay for this. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, the, this. It, the way it starts is even, it starts so bonkers, because it starts with a guy who is on a very late night gallery visit? Like, is I this something... Do. <laughs> I do it all like, the time. You don't? Oh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess I'm just a not in the know, but... Uh, well, you know, get with it for Sometimes I have a need, <laughs> a need to buy art. Yeah. Like at fucking 11.30 at night. So I, just I also love when he goes in there like every other piece of art besides the giant rotating <laughs> sculpture is like not great yeah well you know like you want you're trying to sell the big item so you, you just make sure everything else around it looks a little a little boring 
Little they have, <laughs> yeah. And then some weird old guy sells it to you who never, who does not come back. At all. Nope. And he's not even like, I don't even believe he's like a tie into the like, second movie. Or anything, <laughs> you know, like something so. that would make you feel like there's this connective tissue. It's just like, like who goes into a gallery and looks at this fucking thing and goes, you know what? I look good in my house. I mean, this, this guy, guy would. Yeah, this guy is fair. a complete uh, a douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was J.P. Monroe? Yeah, it seems Sorry, like it my, fits him. My dog is drinking water in the same room, and it's got to be so loud. <laughs> so if anyone can I, hear it on the record, I I could not hear it. Okay, let's please continue with your point about J.P. Well, it isn't. Now I'm just listening to. Hear your dog drink water. Oh, she's done. She's done. Boo! I was promised <laughs> water drinking, and you lied to me. No, <laughs> uh, well, I guess it seems like this is an art piece that only J.P. Monroe would buy, because it's like it. It's definitely better than the other ones around it, but it is pretty hideous, and um, yeah. And by pretty, I mean really hideous. And it's got a fucking face with pins in it. Who wants it doesn't that? even, but it doesn't have pins. Do you notice how it doesn't have pins until like it uh, gets oh. a little blood splashed on it, then it, the pins appear? Don't even get me started with that blood. <laughs> the, the first when time. Pinheads is like. <laughs> rosy cheeks. No, it's the fact that it was the fakest rat. Inside this pillar that bites oh my his God. head for him to go, Argh! I mean, like, this rat was fake in 1992, and it is so fake now. No, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's the worst. This is <laughs> a movie that needs, like, a special edition level of touch-up. You know, like, a bunch <laughs> of extra shit to fix these problems. Yeah, I mean, I think... One thing I will say about this movie that it has going for it, I think, is uh, Terry Farrell, who yeah, yeah, is given nothing and makes something out of it. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's the two, right? It's Terry Farrell for sure, and Doug Bradley is, uh, you know, like, I mean, he is Pinhead. I don't think you could really get another person to be Pinhead. And they have, and... I've not seen that, and I get the s- distinct sense that nobody else has either. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the, they'll keep trying, but, you know, he has such a, you know, he carries himself a, you know, with a gravitas that might mean he could be on the, you know, a, a founding father of Slashdom. Yeah, I mean, you know, he does double duty in this movie. Yeah, he plays uh, himself, kind of, and... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays Pinhead. And, he plays uh, the guy who turned into Pinhead, who is now somehow separated from Pinhead. Yes. Um, because that's how that works. Yep. And he's trapped <laughs> in her apartment, I guess. He's trapped in the... So, she has dreams about yes. her dad dying in that's right. Vietnam. The yes. Vietnam War. Yes. And... Because she has dreams about her dad dying, that allows the guy who became becomes Pinhead to visit her. It's he just is like because of your dad and your dreams, I can come here. And everyone's like, mm-hmm, yeah, makes sense, checks out. I mean, this this whole thing doesn't make sense. <laughs> yep. Like, I mean, like when she, she's you know she's a news reporter when she wants real stories. And everyone's just giving her fluff pieces, but like, she's just at a hospital, like emergency room for some reason. Uh, y- you know, like at the right. Start of the yeah, movie? she. Well, yeah, she is doing a story in the hospital about something. I don't yeah, remember. So <laughs> I well, no, just. I, don't... I literally just saw this movie before we started recording. I don't remember. Well, so here's the thing, right? You said you took notes, and I'm proud of you for that. Um, I did up to a point. I um I wrote the intro mm-hmm. and then I took the uh the IMDP page with the pictures and I uh 
uh, took a screenshot of that and I put it on my thing and that's all the notes I gave this because that's about as much of this movie I'm going to let occupy my uh, brain because um, I, I, <laughs> I watched fair. it you know we watched it downstairs which is a rarity normally I watch it in my office and you know I'm really all like looking like the dude from the end of like TV shows back in the day where you know he's typing on the key you know typewriter then he throws up the piece of paper in the air and it turns into my logo or some shit yeah, of course <laughs> that guy you know I'm all like, the guy who made a team you know like dun, 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 john um <laughs> you know like that no but, wonder your notes are so spotty yeah they're hella spotty because it just is like N D J K V G G K K G G. you keep throwing the paper over your shoulder what are we talking about again oh yes back to the future um yeah no like I was watching it with, you know, friends and everybody, and I was just like, I don't understand this movie. Like, every scene feels like it's a different movie. I don't under, you know, like, I don't understand what is up with Terry. I don't understand, you know, like, and not Terry Farrell, the character named Terry. (laughs) The Terry, that must have been so confusing. Terry, yes. You know, like, I mean, like, what is the plot? There's literally a scene where she's at the hospital and then this dude gets pulled in who has chains like linked to all parts of his body he goes into the emergency room operating thing I don't even know what this fever dream of a set was he starts floating in the air because they like try to jumpstart his heart then his head exploded and I felt like it just turned into cement Because it didn't even look like a head exploding. It looked like somebody just ripped a couch. And I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. And then all that plot, all that stuff just kind of disappears and devolves into, you know, World War I not head. I don't know the character's name. so, (laughs) So that first part is so weird because... I thought for sure that the, those chains were just going to rip his skin off because they were pulling on his skin. Skin does get ripped off of people in this movie, but then his head explodes, and I'm like, what is the what are the rules here? What, is, what do these chains do? And of course, we find out later that this was uh, the the character Terry's. I don't know someone she was hanging out with, and he had stolen the sculpture puzzle box from the sculpture and that had somehow made chains <laughs> gazoon type yeah yeah the rules let's just try to suss out what the rules are in this movie because Pinhead starts. Uh, mm. Pinhead is trapped in a statue because in the second movie he was sort of uh, he. They bested him. He was banished into this pillar, and so he wants this shitty club slash restaurant slash art collector d bag to feed him people so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he can come to our reality yes that's right and then he needs to destroy the puzzle box because that's the only thing that can send him back to hell which apparently is where he comes from but he hates living there yeah well you know maybe you know, he doesn't like the commute Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he lives in the su- he lives in whatever the hell suburbs are. You know, he's got to drive like the four hundred five or something. Takes about an hour. And he just hates it. You know, yeah. He's, he's all about that. The, does sound like hell. You know, the pleasures of the flesh. You know, and he doesn't want to get you know like he doesn't want to listen to the wacky morning news crew or something. You know, every time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, so- G double hockey hockey sticks. It's traffic and weather in the morning. All day. <laughs> One oh seven seven H E L L. One oh six six six. Oh, that's even better. See, <laughs> that is why 
you're the host, and I am merely the cinnamon bite. <laughs> cinnamon bite. Ooh, mmm. Now nah, that would have been good. That would have made the that would have made the uh, movie, the movie better. better. Although, yeah. hey, that being said, Terry Farrell character Joey has a bunch of great lines in this movie. She uh, does. The, I, I think the the best line in the movie, and and my wife called it out when we saw it, was the part where she goes into a church and she is talking to a priest and he she's like, the demons are coming! And he's like, oh, there's no demons, that's just simile and metaphor. And then Pinhead bursts through the doors and she goes, then what the hell is this? No, she didn't say hell, folks! She yeah, dropped she an said, F-bomb! She said the F-word. Yeah, that's true. What that, the fuck is that? Yeah, that is pro, and it was delivered very well. It's hilarious. I mean, like you, to your point, it's not supposed to be funny, but it was very funny. I mean, it all was. Like, I mean, he, so here's the thing, and this is—I was trying to remember why, like, Hellraiser one and two feel decadently different than this one, and I feel it—it it is uh, Pinhead's character. This Pinhead has a. Uh, I have no better way to describe it. A Freddy Krueger-esque nature about him. Mm, he, did, know, he, he did smack of Krueger. You know, like, he's just, like, funny, but not ha-ha funny. You know, like, I guess Freddy Krueger was. You know, like, he's you know, like he just trying to be, like, did I do that? You know, type of <laughs> mischievous, you know, this is my body, this is my blood. Happy are they who come to my supper, you know. And he's just like, and he's just sticking a, a, a nipple in this priest's mouth. I don't know. It was so weird. Uh, yeah, he does really chew the scenery in that scene, taking pins out of his head that have worms in them, and giving stig- himself some sort of stigmata. Yeah, you know, you're just like, okay. I mean, I get it. I guess you're here, right? And you're just gonna try to make fun of the system whatever but you know he just he just felt very comical and not like in a way like you know freddy krueger cracks jokes but you know you still got tendons hanging out of your arms and he's still like throwing you off top of a building you know what i mean like he's you know he's he's creepy funny this is just kind of like okay like you know like uh better way i could put it like pinhead's been trying like his type five and so far it's not working he read how to win friends and influence people and he's just like oh i heard humor is a good icebreaker yeah you know like i feel like i don't know if you watch the uh this show it's uh, it's somewhat popular it's a cartoon show called the rick and morty Mm, Um, yeah well they had an episode which had cinnabite like uh, creatures, mm-hmm. and I felt like they were more like what Pinhead should have been. Than what <laughs> Pinhead is in this, and, <laughs> and again, this is not for lack of saying. Like you know, Doug Bradley just doesn't have the chops. No, I think he does. I just feel like this felt like a weird, funny bent to that, which wasn't meant to be funny, but it just that's how it read to me. Because the other ones, he's not like that. He's just very direct. You know, I will reap your soul. And you're like, oh, okay, I get him. I understand. He's going to take my soul out of yeah, my Yeah, he's a little more, uh, he's more cheeky. He's a little more, uh, he's got jokes. He's got quips. He's uh, he's just like uh, fooling everybody at every turn. He's, he's laughing, you know. Like, oh, he's having a great time when he's... Killing all those people in the club and all the the fun different ways that that happens, he is just he has never felt better. Actually, to your point, the whole sequence in the club, everything seems very ripped off from uh, Freddy, uh, including the sort of water that forms into a really bad graphic of Pinhead's face and then into an ice spike and right through that lady's face. Yeah, that seemed very, like, excessive 
way to kill somebody when you got the hooks. And yeah, and very much, yeah, just like, see, look at what I could do. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then, like, the other Cenobites don't really help with that. Right? Like, I mean, you you got the, the DJ who's just th- whirring and throwing CDs at people. You got uh, her... Uh, um, Joey's friend Doc, who just oh like poor a, Doc, it just looked like an imitation Craig T. Nelson to me. Uh, <laughs> Doc seemed goes. eighty yard the whole time. Oh, he he def- Well, I think they're like his lines are unusable. Uh, let's just get someone else. Like, yeah, Joey, I will help you out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's supposed to be like the the sort of uh, nice. Uh, kind of grizzled cameraman that is uh helping joey out but we don't spend enough time with him to to care when he eventually dies when she leads him to his death by because she was watching a fake news program that i guess pinhead put in her tv (laughs) what are his powers i don't know i was going to ask you that i don't so originally you know, I was like, oh, he's not that powerful. Because the, the the ultimate question came up. It was like, who would win in a fight? Freddy versus Pinhead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't know what their domains are. Right? Like, I imagine if Pinhead can dream, he's getting, he's getting messed up. But, you know, but I was like, his powers, he just got chains. And he's just ripping people's flesh off. It's impressive. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, like, on a power scale, it's not like Freddy setting up, like, you know, psychological tears. Well, he also can telekinetically make CDs float around and slice into your face. That's what I'm saying. So that was before I saw his powers in this, right? I mean, he turned ice into an ice spike. He could form numerous amounts of chains. Um, Yeah, telekinesis CDs into people's faces. And then he was able to mount a fictitious news report. Damn. <laughs> with complete graphics. with uh, yeah, a reporter, <laughs> reporter, people on the scene, police officers, everything. <laughs> everything. And, and then unplug- the, and somehow unplugged her TV, I think. Yeah, he definitely I mean, that's for us, obviously, but it is funny that uh, the TV just happens to be unplugged, so that's fun. Yeah, so, like, he's pretty powerful. Like, at what point, why why is he prohibited from touching the cube, the cube having to be gifted to him? Like, at this point, why can't he just compel someone to make them give him the cube? Oh, I mean, also, like, at the start... He is trapped in that statue, which is hilarious. Just seeing him just, he can't move, and his just green face is up there being like, Come on, listen, I got good stuff in here, be my friend. How do you sound menacing when you're just ahead in a pillar of souls? (laughs) But he never is just like, hey, can you give me that box? Where'd that box go? Did you know there's a box in here? That's all I care about is this box. You see the nah, box he... size hole? Yeah, yeah. Can you just give me that. Like, and how did the fucker rip that out of a pillar in the first place? Right. I, <laughs> I want to know that. I want that story. I want to see that. And then I want to know why all it took was, like, two bodies and some human blood drawn from a, uh, a rat bite that freedom. It, yeah. it was very minimal. It seems like the it was like he was setting up a deal with this guy for yeah. a long time. Yeah, like I'm waiting for numerous like him to be bring, like a montage of him getting people killed for the feed this pillar, but literally it's one person and then himself. <laughs> That's I love that part too because uh, he Pinhead is so desperate to get out of this this bad piece of art mm. that he is just constantly changing teams. Like he, he convinces the first guy quite easily to follow his you know his dastardly schemes, but when that guy gets knocked out, 
uh, by Terry, he's is just like, hey, wait, wait, what about you? Oh, you can't dream, huh? There'll be plenty of cool dreams over here. Now just I mean, just use your legs and kick the guy over here. <laughs> just push him slightly. That's all I need. <laughs> I can't. It's just funny that it's like right there, but he can't get it. He's just like, oh, come on. I have these chains that shoot out, but apparently they only go like two inches. Well, he got the other one, and she was pretty far away. Yeah, she's a, she was a, a decent, uh, decently far away. I mean, she was definitely social distanced, and he got her that time. Maybe his thing is they can't go down. They can only go forward. All right. <laughs> well, he is trapped on the top of that thing, so he's just like, I can't see down there. But then why did the bottom mouth drink stuff? God, I wish this movie made sense. <laughs> and then it switches to the top mouth. <laughs> like, and then there's the part where, like, you know, you think it's kind of cool where it's, like, absorbing the person. You know, putting their face as a new part of this pillar. And you're like, cool, that's metal. But it none of it makes any sense. And some of it's so far out there, you're like, man, what else did they feed this pillar of souls? Yeah. Like, I know? mean, and you think that that, that is going to come back, too, right? After the, you know, the, the, the first victim gets absorbed into the pillar and her face, like, shows up on the pillar... You feel like that's going to be part of the, uh, of like the whole thing going forward is going to be like, oh, you know, multiple people will be in the pillar, and then there'll be a point where like the protagonist sees someone they know, and that's really when it tips them off or something. No, just the one, just yeah. happens once. Well, they're like, we have no more budget. We yeah. have exactly <laughs> one pillar. <laughs> It definitely felt like there was there was like enough budget to do all the cool effects one time, and then after that, uh, yeah, because I don't want to give anything away, but like when the uh, when the first victim gets pulled into the pillar, oh like that's God. a cool effect, right? Her skin getting ripped off, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I mean that that you know has a level of like. Ugh. But then when she gets into the pillar... Oh, boy. <laughs> that is, like... <laughs> like, what's terrible is, like, the first part, like, her kind of going into the pillar is okay, and then it cuts to, like, a medium shot of her going in there, and it's just like... And you're like, why? Do you, why? like, the, the, the VFX supervisor were just like, blurrier. Blurrier. It's gotta be blurrier. I can still see too much terrible effects. Yeah, there's... Look, there's no mouth for her to go into. We're just gonna pull her straight through. So, uh, you know, we we just got this one photo. They poochied her through the yeah, pillar of souls. They ne they and they never like the pillar never has that same attribute again. It's never like it never phases things into it. It's just like that happened once, and that's fine. And the rest of it's just gonna be like. Sticking two weird pistons through this guy's head. Yeah, because, sure, right? Is what? that because he is, like, so bad at sex? Because <laughs> that's one of the things I noticed in this part is, like, or in the, this movie is the there is a part where he is having sex with a, a woman and he is, has his stupid cowboy boots on. And I was like, wow, he has no rhythm. He's just like the worst. Dude, you are the worst at sex. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what, J.P. Morgan? Oh, no. J.P. <laughs> Stern? J.P. PB&J? No, J.P. Monroe, not J.P. Morgan. They're fine people. <laughs> no, please don't lower my credit score. <laughs> Uh, oh god i fucked up the one people i can never make fun of is the banking clan I don't want to by day them. he's uh setting up people's 401ks and by night he has a, a terrible nightclub slash restaurant called the boiler room yeah and, and no rhythm nope. yeah he's not good i mean he's not good at anything and i like when he bought the statue he's like i'd pay this much for it and the guy was like this is the perfect amount 
<laughs> I, I went, okay. Why don't you just give it to him for free? Like, yeah. <laughs> Take it. Take it. Please. God, you look at it. It's terrible. It's terrifying. It, it, it keeps humming. And there's a, I think there's a rat inside of it. <laughs> Again, like, there's so much stuff in this movie that it's set up to be cool, right? When they break in, when uh, Joey and Terry break into the art gallery, they find, like, hey, you know, not only are there is there bad art in here, also, there are, like, he's, like, bought for pennies all these, like, you know, different pictures from different places, and you're like, oh, we're gonna get some lore there, we're gonna get more investigation, nah, not really. It just leads uh, Joey to the only appearance of the of the woman from the previous movie in this in, in super grainy uh, security cam video of her uh, just being like, demons come out of the box! And that's like pretty much it. Yeah, do you think that, do you think this happened because of like Terminator 2? Like they were like, you know, like we need to have a crazy... You know, character on the other side just spouting nonsense. You know, like you know, like Sarah Connor. I get. I mean, maybe like you. You would think that in this movie they would go visit her, and she would just like she would help move the story. Well, they haven't got that kind of money. No, they don't. They they, they had they spent too much money on Terry Farrell's terrible apartment with like the a nightmare of uh, those. The wall color was just a nightmare. Oh yeah, that was just like a Jackson Pollock gone wrong. Yeah, it you looks just, like it looked like the, a mouse exploded everywhere. I thought it looked like the you know when you go get paint from like a Home Depot and just a uh-huh. bunch of paint splatters all over like the one wall. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind <laughs> right, of what it looked like to me. Right near the mixing bucket. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's all the colors. You know, see yeah. foam green. It's there too. It it was just like a decoupage nightmare, um, but yeah, man, it was. I don't know that apartment. That apartment was weird as hell. It was uh, it was like a huge apartment, but it was a loft. It wasn't even. I guess it was a, a two bedroom because she said she had a spare room. But to get up to the loft, you had to take a spiral sta- staircase that was just like tetanus waiting to happen yeah no one no no offense here but no americans fitting up that that stairwell <laughs> only only terry farrell is uh fitting up that stairwell yeah like like i don't think i could put my shoes side by side on the stair on that stairwell and it would fit that's how like narrow and unsecure this thing looked <laughs> and how uh how little was her was terry the character uh was she developed because when when pinhead turns people into cenobites they have like whatever was their sort of dominant personality trait is represented some way physically in the cenobite right yeah Uh, that seems to be the case um like the bartender is still a bartender that, <laughs> that, uh, that blows fire. Yeah. The DJ is uh, Michael Winslow type. <laughs> 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 He's a Times Square robot with a yeah. kazoo in his mouth. And then Terry, like they literally, like oh no, we had we have this character <laughs> oh, yes, is completely one dimensional. So uh, she's got a cigarette there that's like her thing is the cigarettes i mean you know like i think it you know is a, a commentary because she was smoking through a hole in her neck yeah um but yeah her 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 character trait was marlboro yeah because she didn't like it's she didn't like blow caustic smoke or anything she just was like ah we were friends for a day and a half that's gotta really eat you up. Yeah, now I'm gonna burn you with a cigarette while uh, the piston head guy hits you with a collapsible baton. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's his thing. It's whacking people with a baton. Yeah, versus like Doc at least has a, a 
a video camera eye that you know telescopes in and out yeah and broadcasts still works yeah that's true i mean they're getting things done but the last two new hires that uh pinhead got eh, <laughs> he didn't, he's he, like, I didn't really think this out. Uh, okay, you, uh, Terry, um, you seem to like cigarettes, so, so you'll have a cigarette throat. Yeah, that's I'll, it, though. I'm going to buy you a pack. What's your brand? And you, J.P. Morgan. I mean Monroe. <laughs> You will get a, here's a collapsible baton I bought from a questionable store in (laughs) Times Square. (laughs) Go forth and whack people with it. Yeah, raise terror, my hell spawn. (laughs) He's like, club, club, club. Feeling <laughs> 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 like, is that Doc or the CD guy? Who, the Who fuck knows? knows? Like that would have been cool if he was like laser disc man, like throwing <laughs> <laughs> real big. Yeah. I was just thinking, like how CDs were such a big deal this time. Yeah, that's that why they were like, like, "Yep, we gotta have a guy who s- kills you with CDs." I also yeah. love again what's. Pinhead's power. We don't know. Uh, he, when uh, Joey is running away from him, like he he's able to telekinetically uh, like make a manhole cover fly towards her and then miss without her doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it completely broke all laws of aerodynamics. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like flying towards her is a whoop. Like it, <laughs> it just was- goes up. <laughs> Like it's like Captain America's shield. It just does not obey any rules of physics at all. I, I don't know, man. Like I, like I think you're right. I think overall this movie has like moments where it could be good, or like at least there would be a, a a through line that you would connect to, but it just always gets abandoned. You know, like yeah, that, you know, like. Why at this point? Why even start with the you know the Vietnam War dreams, and why not just have her dream about World War One? Right. Yeah, because it just kind of transitions during one of her dreams into World War One, and you're like, what? You're just like, is this is this because where you're currently filming? This is where the reenactors are, like you know, for like. One day, whatever backfilled part of North Carolina you filmed in for Nam got yeah. replaced with like one trench from the North Carolina World War One reenactment society. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Both Vietnam and England were represented in this film by Atlanta, Georgia, or something. No, it's North Carolina. I had Is to look, it for real? Yeah, okay. yeah, I had to look up where it was filmed because I was just like, after I saw that first shot of New York City, you know, with the you know the Tracy Ullman city background <laughs> logo, <laughs> map painting, I figured, where do you film this? Where did you really film it? And I was just like, okay, you filmed it like in North Carolina, um, for the most part. And I was just like, why Why have this whole Vietnam connection? Why not put, you know, like, why not at this point, why don't you just put Pinhead in Vietnam? If you're going to do that, like, any... Well, it's, well, you know the answer. It's all yeah. for the end of the movie where her dad could come out and be like, uh, what, uh, what's this? Somebody, I was in a, a bright shining place. And somebody came up to me and said, Your daughter did a good thing. And then I, I was supposed to get something from you? Something you no longer need? Like a, It's like a puzzle box or something like that? I don't know. Anyway, I'm not Pinhead. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I'm not evil. I love how she finds out. Is she's like, "How did you know my name?" Because of course, like, I he wasn't there when she was born. But uh, it's like this is a dream, or like you're like he supposedly just came from heaven. 
him not knowing your name is not the craziest thing that's happened today. Or him knowing your name, I should say. Yeah, definitely not. If anything, like, you should just assume that, you know, since the supernatural is abound, he might know your name. But in this instance, it's because it's Pinhead. (laughs) That's pretty much it. And then, like, I think 45 minutes into the movie, we get this huge exposition dump of, like, oh, so, uh, yeah, the, the war broke every one of my generation, especially me. Because I opened up the box and then I turned into Pinhead. And then I separated. And uh, this lady turned, uh, uh, trapped me in a place and separated me from Pinhead. And now I'm fine. And now I'm in the dream world. Or I guess I'm not. It's some some other place. But I want you to bring Pinhead here because I've got power here. But I don't really because I don't do anything once he gets here. Yeah, and then he somehow, like through osmosis absorbs me into himself so now he has a bit of humanity maybe that's what we're intimating but i'm not too sure well it allows him to sort of briefly take over pinhead and be like send us to hell but he looks he's got that computer sort of morphing effect so it looks dumb as heck and it's hard to take that seriously at all yeah Uh, you're like you know lawnmower man did this better than you are right now Heck, anim- the covers of the Animorphs novels did this better than they did. <laughs> oh, in particular, comic book has done this better than yep. Right. Yeah. Well, it's... Oh, uh, hold on. I forgot to say this. Spoilers, spoilers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. We're going to have to record it all over again. We have yeah. to put those spoilers in there. That's fair. Uh, um, but uh, as is tradition, John, did you have a favorite kill of this uh, movie? Um, I did. It is. I. I think. I think we might agree on this one. Um, I don't know the character, unfortunately. I don't know her name, but the the character who lost her uh, her skin. Yep. Yep, that's mine as well. Uh, it was genuinely a little shocking when that when her skin just got ripped off and it was like that weird sort of uh, fleshless animatronic. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought. I mean, the effect looked well until you know she got absorbed into the pillar of souls. Uh, but like, it it looked gross, and you know had that uh, Vitruvian man mm-hmm. type of look to it. So, and that's kind of you know. Uh, Penhead's motive, you know, his modius operandi is ripping your skin off, so I thought that effect was pretty good um, overall. Uh, I, I think the uh, the silliest kill to me was the beginning one where that dude's head exploded when he was on the table and it just looked like craft foam. Yeah, and I think the next scene when uh, when Joey's running away, you can see his head's like fully there. <laughs> like they, they, you can see it in the background. They they forgot to put the uh, dummy with the exploded head on it. I would say runner up for best kill for me is the uh, the 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 DJ who gets the CDs in the face. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty because he is not reacting to all the carnage that is going on around him at the club. And then the CDs start floating around him, and he goes, he just mouths, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) He's sliced by a bunch of CDs. He's all about the music, man. Yeah, he's just, (laughs) what is his job? He's he's not even spinning records or anything. He's just putting CDs in, like, an eight-disc CD tray. (laughs) Oh, Lord knows. (laughs) Lord knows, like... you know, at this point, I mean, what's his job? There's a band that's been playing there every night called Armored Saint. What What is he DJing for? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the club makes no sense. the The restaurant has like is literally like do 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 do, but there's like people with weird outfits on, like, shadow dancing in the background. I don't know, nothing, as you said, nothing about this movie made uh, sense. But hey, you know, uh, we're two for two, I guess. Here <laughs> in Bob Scares you. Uh, not a scare to be found. Um, but, uh, you know, we like you said, we had, to, we had to get a pinhead in there somewhere, and we've done it, and now we don't have to do it again. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm for it. This, uh, this painful bit of, you know, moment of pain yep, of for a lifetime of pleasure. Well, <laughs> it can only go up from here. So we hope you join us next week for our next episode. All month long, we're going to be doing quote-unquote scary shows. So uh, we hope you tune in next week to see what kind of uh, scary thing we have for you at that point. But until then, as tradition dictates, we would like to thank sincerely Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. Uh, as we like to say, and we are not joking, most professional part of our show, and uh, um, maybe the part we both like the most. Who knows? Uh, I, mean, I dance every time we play it. And- absolutely. I do, too. Uh, that, that warms my heart to know that that's, uh, that's something we both do without knowing it. Um, and if you'd like, uh, if you've liked this, uh, us totally ragging on, uh, Hellraiser three hell on earth, and you'd like to hear more of it, you'd like to support the ongoing production of this podcast. You can do that two ways. Way number one, you can actually give us money by buying merch from our merch store. Those links are in our show notes. Number two, you can simply tell a friend about the show and spread the word. The more people that listen, the more likely that we might be able to monetize this someday. And then we'd actually be not losing money on it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, uh, tell a friend. And uh, as we say every week, and we mean it sincerely, we hope that wherever you are, however you're listening to this, you're feeling happy, you're feeling healthy, and we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, not all Cenobites are Dynamites. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> it works for me. Hey, Pop scares ya. You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with a chee chee chee. And if you fall asleep, then he got you. The man is welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares ya. Pop, 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 pop scares ya. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell you. This is Pop Scares ya. Let's go.